Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers Season 3, Part 16, Mythology. What's going on in the spirit world? What is the lodge lore? In the spirit world story section, uh, the only place we get this episode is the Red Room. We see it uh, it's kind of superimposed over the hospital room when Cooper's talking to Mike. And uh, he gives him, Mike gives him the, the uh, gold ring and or the green ring rather, and Cooper gives him a piece of hair. Later we see Mike in the red room with Diane. There's a great shot panning down from the curtains to her, to her sitting in that chair. And he says, you were manufactured for a purpose. And she says, I know. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just a great farewell to this manifestation of that character. She gets one of the coolest, most disturbing transformations uh, of, of any of the characters who dissolve and turn into gold beads or whatever where her jaw is moving back and forth and then drops and there's just this strange, the same explosion that we saw with some of the other characters in front of Mike and then all that's left is that little gold ball. Make of it what you will. We see no Purple World Tower this episode, nor do we see a convenience store, nor do we see anything that could be called the zone. For Lodge lore, we get a lot of stuff going on this episode. It's certainly significant that Richard is electrocuted. This seems like he's somehow violated some rule of the Lodge in, in, in approaching these coordinates. That's his, his form of death. That's significant. There's no cause, no earthly cause that we can see, so it's like he's just entered through the wrong way or something. Later, when we see Cooper, Dougie lying in bed, Sonny Jim asks, does a coma have something to do with electricity? Janie says no, and the Mitchums are like, well, I guess in this case it did. And of course, Bushnell says, this, is, this was what, uh, electricity? You know, so everybody's making that connection between the electricity and Cooper's condition, which is another interesting thing. And, and it's possible maybe Richard got electrocuted on top of that rock at the same exact time that Cooper stuck the fork into the outlet. That's the first time I've thought about that. We also hear Bushnell hearing that great northern hum, which I think makes sense to put in the lodge lore section, even though... I've also discussed it as sort of an offshoot of the Ben and Beverly storyline. Everything's weaving together at this point, so what can you do? When Mike appears, he's superimposed on top of a hospital chair. This is the second or third time that we've seen him appear in front of a chair. Does it have something to do with the chair in the red room? I don't know. I think we also see him in front of, I believe, a fireplace, which is certainly could be significant if, if I'm remembering that correctly. And we see him in the restaurant where the cherry pie is. So in some ways it's almost like the spirit of Twin Peaks, like whenever there's a Twin Peaks related motif, because not even just the Red Room, because obviously pies are not, you know, <laughs> from, from the Red Room. But whenever there's something from the image motifs of Twin Peaks, Mike can appear there. They're like a conduit for him somehow. When he appears to Cooper, he tells him the other one did not go back in, lets him know that what they said, one of you must you know, must come in for the other one to go out. It didn't happen. So there's now two Coopers in the world, and this has to be resolved. So who's going to die? That's the question. When he gives Cooper the ring, uh, there's like, there is a chain of events you can follow with the ring in this, where Ray has it on, then he dies and he disappears. And then, so Mike gets it back, and then Mike gives it to Cooper in this scene. And the only missing link is how did it get from when uh, the old Dougie disappears and disintegrates in the lodge, and he has the ring on him? How does it get from there to Ray? Uh, so somehow Mike must have given it, got it through a guard to Ray. It, it remains kind of mysterious. We see that gold ball coming from Diane. We saw it before with uh, Dougie. And... 
he shows the gold ball to Cooper in the sequence. The thing with Diane hasn't happened yet. I mean, I suppose it, it could have happened, but I think it has more to do with him because he says, do you still have it? And he's showing him, yeah, the gold ball. This is like somehow the essence or the material essence of Cooper. I think people have talked about this now. So he gives a hair that's supposedly the genetic material, and I'm guessing the gold ball is like the soul of Cooper. So you combine those two things together, and that's how you grow a new tulpa. You know, that's the seed, basically. In fact, I think he calls the gold ball a seed. Yes, he does. Yeah, Cooper calls, do you have the seed? And he shows them. So they're kind of explaining their mechanics in this scene, Lynch and Frost. Later in Diane's sequence, we get a little bit of lodge lore when she says something happened to Cooper's face. And people have interpreted that as meaning like, you know, Bob's expression kind of comes over it. And as I've said several times, we haven't gotten much Bob throughout this series. And so people interpreted that, but I don't know. It just feels like Bob isn't a Bob is here because he has to be here. But this is the story of uh, Mr. C. Evil Cooper. Uh, So I don't know about that. She says he took me to a gas station. And uh, that leads, I guess, through a word association to Sheriff's Station. She realizes NATO's at the Sheriff's Station. She says, I'm at the station. Many viewers concluded, okay, she must be NATO. And people are like, no, no way. It can't be NATO. She disappears. And Tammy mentions uh, the tulpa. She says, oh, my God, a a real tulpa. Mike says to her, someone manufactured you. So at this point, we're getting more of the idea of what the mechanics of how a tulpa might work between that and also Cooper giving him the hair and the gold ball. It's like an alchemical process by which these other versions are created. The seeds, both literally the seeds that they talk about and the, you know, figuratively the the narrative seeds are planted in this episode for, for that transformation. Tulpas are supposed to be like thought formations, I think, that are projected by the person. So I guess a question would be, if Diane projected this tulpa version of herself as manifestation of the trauma or an escape from the trauma or whatever the case may be, and even if Cooper facilitated that, but it, it came out of her emotional condition, how was this other Dougie created if he's also a tulpa, that, that first Dougie who disappears, disintegrates in the same way that Diane does in this episode, suggesting that they're like the same process was going on there. Uh, what was he projected from? The, the trauma of going into the lodge or... You know, the, it seems like Mr. C just mechanically went about the process of creating him. But how? It would have had to be from himself. I'm not sure about the parallels between Diane and Cooper and their tulpas and how those processes work. I'd love to hear what other people think about that. And finally, for Lodgy stuff, we have Audrey in that white space at the end. Is this white space, like, was she in a lodge space and now we're seeing her in some kind of real world hospital Or has she been transported into a lodge space? Is this the same place that Diane was brought to? Uh, What's going on there? No answers. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow we are going to cover the current events that happened around the time that this episode aired in 2017. So get some context for that. 